Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I've got another intermittent fasting success story. This time it's LA resident Jennifer Bedford, who's lost an impressive amount of weight despite being in her 50s. You'll get to meet her right after this. I have always been concerned about the quality of food I eat and prepare for my family. That's why I love to tell people about the delicious rice varieties from an Arkansas family who's been farming for, you ready for this, 10 generations. It's the Ralston family in the beautiful Arkansas River Valley, and they have an outstanding rice product. They're committed to their principles of farming. That includes regenerative farming, which is the method where the farmers take a keen interest in the soil and water use and fertilizer. The water is actually from the nearby Arkansas River. And then there's another important consideration for the Ralston family, and that is sustainable farming. That means the family only mills what they grow and they have full traceability from seed to carton. They have delicious rice in six core varieties, including white basmati, aromatic purple and red. In fact, nature's blend is grown as a blend in the field. Go to their website to see where you can get this outstanding line of a most delicious Arkansas product, RalstonFamilyFarms.com, available at participating Costco stores. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, so here we are. We're talking about my favorite topic. It is intermittent fasting. And Jennifer Bedford, I think you're one of the queens of successful intermittent fasting. That's what happens when you lose more than two pounds on intermittent fasting. So we have a lot of queens. And uh, now that you have your crown on, I want you to tell me about, I love success stories. Tell me about yours. Oh. Um, thank you, Lisa. So nice to meet you. I'm sitting in lovely Los Angeles this morning, looking out at some some sparkly, some sparkly front porch. Um, I'm 57 years old. I yo-yo dieted my way through the 80s and 90s. And I mean, aughts. didn't we all? Right. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was stuck in sort of a cycle of being a Southern California mommy who played tennis and matriculated through the era of Atkins and the era of women wanting to manage their weight. And and she was a fabulous gourmet chef. I have memories of my mom sort of test tasting something over the kitchen sink to make sure it was perfect and then spitting it out. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm so careful so of sorry. calories. Right. So, right, calorie. so careful of calories. Right. and. And she and all of her girlfriends all did Lindora, which is the shots. And yeah. um, and then Diet Center. Remember Diet Center yes, then hit in the yes. 80s. Uh, and we and you were, chewed the little tablets with Diet Center. You chewed something oh, forgot. Yes. Before, before oh, you were able Lord. to eat. Totally. It was I like the, thought about that. It was a, I remember the taste. It was a B vitamin. Me too. I remember the it taste. It was just like right a B now. vitamin. But we all thought it was the magic sauce. You're right. And didn't you take like two in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening? Something like that, yeah. Oh my gosh. Girl, I I did it in college when I had three pounds to lose. You know, I wanted to lose three pounds. Right. All I needed to do was go poop. You know, I didn't (laughs) need to, 
I didn't need to spend a thousand dollars for something I know. that I did that I went back to the three pound weight because it's where my body was. I mean, just how silly being fixated on the scale. But go ahead. So that so, was eighties, and we drank a lot of diet or tab. I drank all tabs. that. So yeah, perfect segue into yeah. then how I come up in life, which is to say, I'm one of three sisters who were coming up underneath a mom who it was super important to her that she look attractive and that we look and feel attractive. And so therefore, Lisa, you'll laugh so hard at this, but the minute my older sister started showing signs of being what we would call chubby, the whole refrigerator ecosystem in our house changed. We had two refrigerators. We had one in the, you know, butler, one in the kitchen and one over here. All it was full of was Fresca and Tab. See? And then, God love her, sliced carrots and celery floating in water, in ice water. Um, And low-fat cottage cheese. We had a milkman because that was the era. So so then all of the yummy milk that used to satisfy me because I was an athlete and I would come home from school starving. Starving. Non-fat milk, non-fat cottage cheese. And it was just so disheartening. And that was an era in which she was cooking a big dinner, but the dinner wasn't ready for like 90 minutes. And I just walked in the door from high school, long distance running, starving. So And Fresca wasn't going to cut it. Fresca wasn't going to cut it. No nutritional value. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. Those of you Googling what a Fresca is. (laughs) Yeah, Fresca was the the diet Sprite. Yeah, I remember the taste of that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still a tab girl. If I can find an original tab... Uh, which now they don't make with saccharin anymore, so they're really hard to find. But so the originals were saccharin. So what yeah. do they use now in tab? Aspartame, whatever Aspartame, that other yeah. fake well, sugar is. Yeah, that's worse, isn't it? Of course, I probably <laughs> right. would have one now and go ew, because of course <laughs> right. we don't drink soda anymore. But right. so that's kind of my background. So then I come up through my own Southern California childhood always sort of doubting my body and thinking I should be skinnier and all of my friends were thin. And then I go to UCLA, which is full of tiny, skinny, beautiful sorority girls. I don't think they let fat people in. I mean, that's how you think, you know, as a girl going through that, you're like, well, there are no fat, ugly people here. I know. (laughs) And, and of course I look back (laughs) at my own photos. I was adorable, but you don't know that. You don't know that when you're in it, you're just thinking like, I'm just round. Um, so but you know what? A yeah. lot of people are thinking the same thing, but we didn't know it. We could only hear our voice. But if you talk to any girl that's in a competitive environment and they're all vying for whatever they're vying for, they all have that same voice in their head. It's so true. And then I would say compound it with Southern California pressure mm-hmm. to um, to to look great and I grew up on beaches and in bathing suits yeah. and around yeah. pools and it just was yeah. my it was just this little quiet soundtrack that was so always did there. you smoke to stay thin no I did not no I that didn't was either not. but a, a lot of people did they smoked yes. thin to stay yeah. thin when I land in New York I get I graduate from UCLA and I immediately get to New York that's when I start meeting girls with a tab in one hand and a cigarette in the other in the other right can you believe it no. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we oh thought it was gosh. healthy because it was zero calories. Oh, so hard. It was a cancer stick and a cancer so drink. And yeah. we thought it was healthy because yeah. we, we used to measure things based on how many calories you consumed for the day. 
It's it's insane, Jennifer. It is so. I'm so glad for our own daughters. We're going to now yeah, move right? in a different way. But so totally. then I relocate from this mindset of Southern California bathing suit, you know, culture. I grew up floating in swimming pools and all that. Now I land in New York City. And the model of me is now the skinny, hyper midtown girl in her coat and her boots and her tab. And she's and her, starving. And her Chanel bag. And, and she's her, starving. Now we're all oh, starving. Starving. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's my background with how I come to the fact that then I have a, uh, I have a, uh, my first baby in 1998, my second in 2003, and slowly, and I'm a consultant. I work at, I, I work talking on the phone for a living. And so slowly but surely those pounds you know, added on and then they added on and I would try this diet when that one came through. So frustrated and nothing really stuck. The one that stuck that I've talked um, in our tribe about was the one by that husband and wife team. Oh, uh, Eads, Eads. No. Right, Mary uh, Dan Eads. uh, Carbohydrate addicts diet. Oh, I thought that was them. Okay, they did. I got to look Carbohydrate Addicts Lifespan. The, the acronym was CALP, C-A-L-P, Carbohydrate yes. Addict Lifespan. And that was a very serious breakthrough for me because it was the first time that I started thinking about insulin. Meaning, good, good. oh, you mean if I don't yeah. have something sweet yeah. in the morning and something sweet and I save my quote unquote Heller. sugar spike. Dr. Yes. Heller. Well, there was also a husband and wife team, the Eads, E-A-D-E-S, and they were kind of on that bandwagon early 90s of low carb. They kind of had a similar philosophy, and I think they were in Arkansas, and then they moved to Phoenix, Scottsdale. So So kind of the same thing, Yeah, my people, right? Yeah, so hats off to the Hellers, because they were, they, the way that she wrote, or he wrote, whoever the writer was, was really my first exhale around oh i can eat like that that makes a lot of sense to me so i but was did it make you villainize certain foods though no no oh, it was good. really i was clear i'm i'm now okay. what am i i'm probably 45 at the time okay and it was sort of just like oh just cream in my coffee in the morning stretch have a nice lunch you know no response so tuna yeah, I was good with the fat. I think for the first time, in my, I know, let me be more clear oh, here. For the first time in my life, I felt really good about having fat. So I could have right. olive oil and mayonnaise at lunch. and But I just keeping the insulin response nice and level. And then I'd have a robust family meal, right? At dinner time with the now, kids. Wasn't, wasn't that, I mean, a re-education about fat because talking about yes. being villainized yes we all just ate i ate popcorn i ate a lot yes. of bread celery mm-hmm. I, but i ate a lot of high carb foods cause, pasta because it had zero fat that's right we, not, we, we had it all backwards listen this is right? such a totally funny backwards. conversation around what we hope we can do differently for our girls moving right. forward um but yeah so the hellers and the and the carbohydrate addicts was the first um, realization that um, eat healthy, add fat, and then try to make your sugar, your insulin response just be once a day, once in a 24 hour window. So I would okay. have a little dessert at the end of dinner and I was so satisfied and weight melted off me. And it was a great education. I have no, I have nothing negative to say about it other than like Good. most diets, you just kind of stop 
-hmm. And then menopause hit. And Mm -hmm. I continued to just sort of, I don't know, maybe you could say I didn't really care. I think I had a few years in there where I was so busy mothering and working and spinning hamster on the wheel. Right. You were barely hanging on. You didn't have time to chase a new whatever was blowing in the wind. Yeah. Things about my body were starting to not feel good. I was starting to have- So were you back on the East Coast or West Coast? No, Los Angeles. Came back in Los Angeles. Okay. Married a childhood dear friend, had babies living- Good. You know, living living the dream. But every day that I woke up living that dream, I stood in front of my closet, deeply disappointed in myself. That that narrative Um, was still with me. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And- and then if your next question is, how do I get to where I am today? I know that right. Jen Stevens always loves to say, <laughs> how did you first hear? Yeah. Oh, and I can question. tell you, it actually starts with men, which is fun because it, usually you hear a woman as your tipping point. But about six years ago, in my best friend circle, we were all at somebody's house having cocktails one evening and two of my favorite husbands, two of my best friend's husbands were standing off talking about a guy named Mosley. And they were talking about five, two, which was that, which was the whole new thing of eat to your contentment five days a week, but then then drastically drop your calories two days a week. So for people listening, you know, intermittent fasting remembers time restricted eating. And then Michael Mosley is a guy in the UK who did this revolutionary book. And it was the first scientific book that we saw that lay people saw, I think. And he would, he has YouTube videos and BBC specials. That explained, I think he was the first person that coined the 5-2 diet or every right. other day diet. And he yeah. meant eat like a king on five days and then two days. Did he say to restrict it to 500 calories in drastic. the beginning? Yeah, okay, drastic, drastic reduction okay. on those on those two days. So you just had okay. two. And so I was listening to these two men who I adore and admire, neither one of them overweight, just with that sort of classic like executive extra 15 in front, right? Which means something, which is a sign of inflammation. You know, I think, I think we, I'm in health coaching school. So now I think I have a PhD in everything. Yes, you do. Just like that. Right. But in learning that we, I think our society ignores signs, Jennifer, because those guys are saying, I still fit in my clothes. No, but your belt, you have to put your pants down because your belt, your tummy's got to go over, right. which is a sign your body's telling you something. And we all right. ignore those early signs because we think, oh, it's because I had extra wine last night or I had, some, you know, I had a piece of cheese. Or cake, I had babies or, or I ba- I'm in menopause. Definitely. Menopause, like, w- definitely. Women will just like make up a bunch of reasons why my body's right. just not going to be that But we need, anymore. I wish I'd listened to my body earlier. I have several autoimmune conditions and I wonder had I listened earlier. Now I've got the train back on the track and my markers look great, but because I've had to go full throttle to attack all the inflammation. And that's what those guys said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I stayed up late last night with the Rich Roll podcast, R-O-L-L. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. He had the he had the sleep guy on, the, the <gasps> extraordinary sleep guy. I love the sleep guy. Oh, to all your listeners, yes. listen to the Rich Roll podcast, R-O-L-L. Yes, I will in fact link He's that a guy. to our show notes Yeah, because he is the guy. I've heard him on maybe Joe Rogan and oh, some he's others. Oh, he's changed. He's such a quote unquote friend of mine because he, 
that no, I mean uh, for these uh, podcast hosts <laughs> yes, that I listen yes. to. Yes, your best um, friends. By myself late at night, yes, I, I go yes. to sleep with podcasts. Yes, um, <laughs> right. I understand. But, okay, but so then, so that's my first moment of what time restricted eating. What? And that's about six years ago, and it's through these guys, which is so. And then I watched them both um, slim down. Uh, and they would talk about it all the time, how those Mondays and Thursdays were damn hard, but the rest of everything else was sort of all right. right. So, so I then love fresh, that philosophy. Yeah, yeah. They were, they've been, uh, you know, and men are so less in their heads than we are about, oh, yeah. about um, having put on a little paunch and now I'm going to take it off. It just always seems like so logical for them. And we're right. Like, ah! Right. I hate um, it. So then I just don't know how I get Jen Stevens across my radar. I started dabbling on YouTube with that darling Diane Parham. Par- no, I don't uh, know her, but I'm writing her um, down. Yeah, Diane, or her first name is spelled D-Y-A-N-N. Of and course. she was this adorable YouTube presence and still is, has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, including a monetizable coaching yeah. uh, intermittent right. fan. Anyway, I used to just sort of troll on her and listen to her and think, okay, intermittent fasting, huh? And then lo and behold, the way I'm, I work in the internet, so I'm around algorithms and SEO marketing oh, all day long. Wow. But, you could, but the internet definitely was on to me because somehow Jen Stevens shows up either in my podcast world first or on a dashboard of some sort, Lisa, right. Uh, and it's right at the launch of her new, not her new New York Times bestseller, not Delay, Don't Deny, but, but her second one was called Fast, Feast, Repeat. Feast, Repeat, right. And That's actually bam. her third one because her, right. her You're second right. one is was Delay, Feast Don't Without Fear. That's right. Exactly. So I, I, hit boom, <laughs> I hit boom on Amazon uh, and I know for myself that on um, health and wellness books, Lisa, I like to have them as books, not audibles. Because an audible I can't go back to. And I, I can't actually check. do both. That's how yeah. I, So I have her book, but I also listen to it in the car. Yeah. So I can, my brain can absorb and then I go back to the book and do my circling. <laughs> yeah. That's how weird I am. So that was it. And I'm a, I'm an old washed up distance runner. I'm, I'm a, I'm the person who didn't have an aspirin to deliver my babies. Like I like to do things kind of hard Me too. and I'm quite intense about something I set my mind to, which is, which is why always being 15 to 20 to 25 pounds overweight, then more, of course, it never matched my personality type. Like, how could I be this kick-ass person who does all these other hard things. And frankly, my mother used to say, why does Jennifer always want to do hard things? <laughs> I know. She, that was actually like- You were hard like, to raise. That was a criticism. That's, like, ah, that's yes. what she meant. You were hard to raise. Faux because show. you challenged. Yeah, you I challenged her, the status quo, right? I was her tough that's one, funny. that is for sure. Um, and so I took to it Lisa, like a fish to water. And I'm going to tell you my exact where and when. And it is the day that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And I sat in my car, Lisa, in the state of Oregon, way out on the Oregon coast. I was up there uh, on business and I was in a rental car. Everybody has their low moment. Everyone has their bottom. And my bottom was me looking out at the ocean 
feeling this overweight body who now was starting to have inflammation side effects and pains that I was embarrassed about. And I looked like a, like I had just seen myself in some photos from my daughter's college graduation. I was so disappointed in myself. And I sat there and I said out loud in my rental car, grieving Justice Ginsburg, I said, Jennifer, what the hell do you want? What do you want? It was like I was having a coaching session with myself. September 18th, 2020. That's it. That's it, lady. And I had to come to Jesus with myself. In, the, in that rental car. And at that moment, I said, I think there's something about that internet, intermittent fasting. I think there's something about OMAD or one meal a day. Yeah. I think that's just about right for me. And Lisa, I, I started day one. I'm one of those cold turkey. I didn't do the Jen Stevens 28 days start fast. I no just, one told me to. Someone they, said, flip the switch, rip the bandaid. I go, okay. Yeah, I'm a flip switcher and a band-aid yeah. ripper. I don't want to ease down into it. If I want to change, I want to change yesterday. So I changed yesterday. I, and I, from get, that I totally get it. Moment. And uh, and I was really well suited to it because if you think about a clean, do you need to tell your listeners what well, OMAD it's, is? I think, it's, I think it's always good because new people come to your party here. Yeah. So our party we're having. So the terms we're using are terms in the intermittent fasting world. Just because an intermittent, a seasoned intermittent faster heard me interview Jen Stevens and said, Lisa, you didn't define intermittent fasting till 20 minutes into the show. Okay. He, yes. He said, for sure. so many people just Google. So we're going to use some terms. We'll try to stop, you know, as if you were watching on a screen and we would put the graphics on the screen. But um, we've already done, well, time-restricted eating. OMAD is one meal a day. And what was our other term we were going to say? One meal a day, intermittent fasting. And then eating window, feasting window. Eating is when you eat. Uh, fasting is when you fast. Okay, go ahead. Proceed. Yes. Yeah. And so what I learned immediately, and I to anyone I talk about intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating with, the most important window is actually not the window that you're eating. The most important window is what we all call clean fasting. Oh, yeah. Clean fasting which is, is a term we which use. Is, of- hate to tell all those latte lovers out there, but it I is know. water, mineral water, black coffee, black tea, and then yak for all those people who want to drink green tea, green tea qualifies too. That's it. <laughs> that's what your that's what your fasting window is. You are letting your body be metabolically quiet and no insulin response and just in rest mode. I won't drop the word autophagy on your poor listeners at this point, but, um, but let's a- just say let's just say your body has this incredible ability to clean itself and uh, and to do housekeeping when you rest. And um, and that immediately, I wanna say, Lisa, when did I start feeling better? Oh, 72 hours. Like- Are you kidding Oh, me? my body my body just went, yes. Whatever you are say, doing here, yes. I slept had, like a baby the second night. I I had an itching- Wow, Jennifer. Uh, oh yeah, I was, I, was, I was the one made for this. 
So did you start with the 18 and six window, meaning you fasted for 18 and I, I kind of went straight to just a window of, of two hours, which is to say, oh, wow. I'll get to Lori Lewis in a second. Cause Lori, okay. I'm very, I, my memories are very audible and tactile. So I meet Lori Lewis in my car on a podcast and she said, you know, I opened my window with a fat snack. I was like, fat snack? What's, there's that word fat again. She's like, yeah, I'll just grab some of those Trader Joe's olives in a, in the Trader Joe's olive pack, or I'll have a hunk of cheese or a, I was, and, and boom, that connected with me right away. Because for your listeners who, who wanna know about my 20 hour fast, 22 hour fast window, um, so I opened my eating window at the 22 hour mark for 22 hours. Listeners, I've done nothing but drink water, black coffee, sleep, uh, mineral water, and sometimes black sun tea because I'm an L.A. girl and all of our mo- mothers made sun tea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lipton tea bags brewing. Right. In the, um, and then when it's time to eat, I break my fast with a big old glug of um, whole goat milk kefir. Because why not get those probiotics in there on an empty, fasted stomach? And it also kind of kills that super hungry moment that you were at, you know? And now my body's like, okay, now she's going. And then I have a teenager still at home, Lisa. I have a 17-year-old six-foot son who still needs a real (laughs) dinner, you know, and a real supper. Yeah. No, no, I love it. And that's kind of my opening of like, okay, what's for dinner? I've had yeah. my fat snack to take the edge off. Now it's about 4.30 in the afternoon. And now I'm thinking through what needs to be chopped, what needs to be sauteed, or in the case of COVID, am I going to call dinner in? Um, here's what I can tell you that I learned so much from the sisters that you and I both claim to be our spirit leaders in this path. Right. One, I never question what I eat. I enjoy what I'm about to eat. Uh, I don't freak out anymore about going to have a beer, going to have some cookies. Can't wait to have that. I'm going to make that my my mom's Paloma, Pavlova, sorry, Pavlova, the the meringue. meringue. Yes, yes. yes. So decadent. Okay, so you had your mom's meringue dessert. I guess you wanted to cook that yourself. Yeah, so I always want to be respectful of your listeners, which is to say that remember what Lisa and I are geeking out on right now is that (laughs) the beauty of intermittent fasting is that when it does come time to eat, make yourself happy. And, and enjoy what's about to happen. So that means, so I do break the fast with some fat to, to take that edge off because my tummy had been quite rumbly in the hours leading up to, to my eating window. Those two hours, however, or four or whatever, a lot of good stuff is happening right in there. So sometimes when I'm quite tummy rumbly by about 2.30 p.m. or 3, I'll always say to myself, this is the good time. This is when a lot of good is going on. And so I'll go open a bottle of mineral water and try to really stretch that fast out all the way to- Because don't we think scientifically that is when the body ramps up fat burning because it's having to burn the fat for fuel because we've burned through the glycogen stores in our liver. And so now it's going to your abdomen, your thighs, and your This is what we believe. And this is what all the science is now starting to show us. which really does circle back around to where you and I started with these 
with us being such poor 1980s knuckleheads of just, we just believed what we were told. And now we're really learning with real science. And and that New England Journal of Medicine article that lands in December of what, 18 or 19? 2018. Was a game changer. Yeah, it was 2018 or 2019. It discusses the science behind intermittent fasting. In fact, I'll link to that too link to I have to write it down yeah ADD because I can talk to people all day long about you know Jen Stevens or intermittent but we when you can back it up with let me tell you what we now know then you become I become evangelical in a way that is that has got juice behind it absolutely Hi friends, since we're talking about intermittent fasting, I wanted to tell you about a service I provide. In fact, I reference it several times during my conversation today about intermittent fasting coaching. It's something I do one-on-one for people. Some people choose to do it in a group session, but what, whichever way you choose, it provides you both the science that I've learned from Dr. Jason Fung, Jen Stevens, Laurie Lewis, the people who have gone before me in this. And it also helps you lock arms with someone, not just for accountability, but every week my clients have questions and they're unique to them, but they're usually a common theme of, can I eat this? What do I do about this? And I love seeing people succeed. I've referenced the chef that I'm working with who's lost mm, almost 50 pounds, maybe a little more than that now. And it's just been a few months. Now, not everyone obviously has that type of success, but he had a lot of weight to lose. No matter if you want to lose five pounds or zero pounds, because we call this the health plan with the side effect of weight loss, just go to the show notes and see my email. It's fasting at lisafishersaid.com. So yeah, that's my process. So I I fast for 22 hours and I and I eat in a 2-hour window. My my data is that I'll just say I'm so, yeah, yeah I've basically lost uh, 45 to 50 pounds. Wow. In that time, I have done so quite effortlessly. Um, my one meal a day schedule for the first few months was quite fixed. I use an, a, a weight app called happy scale. Yeah. I forgot about happy scale. And if I showed you my happy scale, you would just see nothing but a downward line. Now it was nice and slow. And when you come from the eighties mentality, nineties mentality of dieting, you want to see that weight come off. And it wasn't like that. It was just a steady eddy so you, drip. So you weigh every day then? I do not. I no longer do. I listen good. to, I'm like Jen, where it started to make me, it's not a good friend of mine. Uh, I use it now as a once a week check-in tool, maybe every 10 days even. But I'll still log it because I'm still proud of myself to see whatever that number is. Uh, and therefore, the happy scale just keeps, I'm definitely not done. So I, I'm definitely not done. I was at, at the moment of sitting on the ocean, crying about Justice Ginsburg and asking myself what I wanted. I was sitting there in a size 16 jean. And as of this podcast this morning, I'm in an eight. I'm not done. I know my body's not done. I can tell I'm just happily going about my little daily jam of one giant, beautiful meal a day with plenty of fat in it and dessert if I so choose. 
And um, I can tell because I've listened to those intermittent fasting success stories for your listeners. That's another podcast that Lisa can put okay. in her show notes. That's right. That's, that's, uh, uh, that are stories just like this, frankly. They're, they're your ability to just listen to other people talk about whatever their IF uh, strategy is and what it has meant in their life. So there's that. Um, Let me ask you a couple things then. Yes, Lisa. Yes, Lisa. The 57 years of Jennifer Bedford on the planet. Is this the weight you were in college, in high school? Almost. Not like I said, still not there yet. But I love that you asked that question because that's the little um, beam that I hear coming from Jen and Lori and everyone else. And I'm quite sure my body is headed there. And I will... I will give gratitude of a kind of gratitude that I didn't even know I had in me when that occurs because I never thought I could ever be back there again. Well, plus the other thing that people realize once they get into this way of eating, this is not a diet, intermittent fasting is the way we approach our day, is that the scale may not really come down, but all of a sudden those size eights are going to be too big. For sure. And, and you're going to get on the scale and go, I'm just, you know, Jen Stevens tells a story about losing two sizes and I think it was two pounds. She was convinced she was at some skinny, tiny weight because she was a double zero. I know. And the scale really had moved. And that's the magic of body recomposition. Yes. What is so body recomposition, Lisa? Do oh, that's, that's good. Do want to know? Yeah, you go ahead and tell them. Oh, no, you, you take okay. that one. It's it's what the body does in shuffling the fat and making you a smaller size. So though your scale may not move, you're using, you're burning the fat for fuel. And though, yes, a pound of fat and a pound of muscle weigh the same, but the density is different. Right? And all of a sudden you have a waist when you didn't and have was, a waist before. Especially for menopausal a, women. Yes. Yes. Or what I keep finding is I have like a, I have like cut shoulders again that <laughs> I like, didn't. Where, did, where were those? Yeah. So what about people like you who are serious athletes and. Not being, anymore. Well, but you still have it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally. So have you thought, I'm just going to lace up the old Nikes or Sauconies or however you pronounce that word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going to hit the trail. So I walk, uh, I'm not uh, aggressively in that game anymore. However, I set out every morning with my standard poodle and we go take a hard, good. a good early morning walk. And I do yoga a couple times a week. That That is my, so yeah, it's a, you ask a great question because listeners always want to know, well, gosh, 50 pounds, do you exercise like a beast? And I yeah. go, no, I don't. I, I take care of myself. I get the sleep my body needs and I walk my dog and I listen to podcasts. <laughs> that is about as well, interesting as I am. You know what the 80s taught us though? We were doing Jane Fonda until yes. our, we had shin splints. Yes. We were drinking Diet Coke. We were sleeping less. We all wanted to move to Manhattan. I'm, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. So those are my people. We wanted yes. to, we want to live in Manhattan and lead this Manhattan mommy lifestyle which gave all these people autoimmune conditions, all the things. And now, cause I coach people with intermittent fasting and they say, well, one girl said last night in our meeting, well, I'm running so many miles a day cause I want to make sure I get that in. I went, are you punishing yourself? Like what, why? And she yeah. went, well, I thought we were supposed to, she's 55. I thought we were uh. supposed to run a lot. And I went, not anymore. 
No. I go, when you're 20 and your your joints work and you've got good cartilage, knock yourself out. But now go take a stroll, get sunlight. Yes. That's what I tell people. Yes. Get sunshine. Walk your dog. Get get your yeah. If you have a dog, great. Yep. If you have a baby, I have a great I have grandbabies, I walk them. We go to the zoo twice a week. Get some vitamin D and yes. watch your body heal in ways that you didn't know it needed healing. Oh. That that's what I think intermittent fasting has done. Because again, we came from a generation that said harder, faster is better. And it's not. Guys, your body wants you to slow down, you know, take Sundays off, do something, rest, eat well. And all those things change. Has your diet changed? Because Laurie Lewis, who we're talking about, a mutual friend, she taught me one of my favorite sayings, and I use it all the time coaching, love the foods that love you back. Mm. And so now I... I have to stay away from gluten because it does, I do get a little hip pain because of the inflammation. So mm. I, I don't want to love it because it doesn't love me back. Yeah, We're broken up, you know. Yes. So has your has your diet changed, you think, or were you always a pretty healthy eater? Relatively healthy eater with a real knee-jerk soft spot for ice cream and cookies. You know, the classic, yes, I, the yep, classic yep. kind of, you know, bingy teenage girl who grew up around sliced celery um, right. was look was looking for that you know it's we were really always, triggering just yeah. talking about it triggers yes. everybody going yeah yes. we remember oh yeah <laughs> girlfriends that I grew up with still remember that when you came to the Bedford's house the only way we could make sweets was to toast toast and then put butter on the toast and then we would sprinkle it with cinnamon and sugar <laughs> That was your dessert. That was the only way we could like not go to Winchell's, you know, not go get a donut was to make a homemade donut. Right. It was fat free. Whatever. So and you drank it with a Diet Coke. Right. So you thought you were doing a good thing. It's really, uh, you know, I'm all for free speech. I'm a journalist, so I love our ability to say and think and do. But I do sometimes want to pinch the back of the arm of these food manufacturers who lie to us. Oh, you know, so that that granola bar at the inside of your grocery store, you might as well drink arsenic because it is poison. Why don't, you know, this is what I want to say. Let's walk through the grocery store, get fresh oats, get uh, dairy-free vegan ch- chocolate chips, get whatever your milk product is, you know, and make your own and use coconut oil and butter and all yes. the things and, and watch your satiety. The other thing that I was telling my intermittent fasting group last night was, I said, the other thing about processed foods is that bag of potato chips will never satisfy you. You won't reach satiety, the term that endocrinologists and physicians use when you are satiated, full. But go eat two baked potatoes with butter and sour cream and you're stuffed. Good to go. Because, right, the bag, those bagged foods lie to you. They, they really have no benefit in your overall health. Now, if you're craving some chips, I get it. You know, but they do make a siete chip. Have you had the siete chip from Whole Foods? No, I'll, I'll just cassava have a, flour, cassava yeah. flour. So they're they're grain free. Yeah. So no oh, corn, that's good for no you. corn. But right. yeah, so I just uh, had with my window. I chopped up avocados and did garlic and salt and tomatoes and whatever else, and then oh. had that because I wanted the crunch. So that's what I'm saying. We're not denying ourselves what we still like. It's no. just that our food. The 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 longer we intermittent fast the easier we get full. So I don't want to waste my food on that, remember that cheap granola bar you get in the middle of the store when no. it's much, it's more satisfying to make my own. That's it. 
This yeah. is my TED talk. Thank you. Yeah, for my yeah. my attraction to what we would call center of the grocery aisle junk food is is not there. When I'm going oh. to have a dessert, it's going to be deli- you know a really good sweet, and I think so about what, it in advance. Yeah, what will you do then for dessert? It What's depends. Your drug of choice? It depends what the you know if it's a full go. Uh, Ice cream is always the you good still friend. love ice cream yeah. yeah I still love ice cream um, but I don't I don't do it seven days a week anymore no. you know I, I I definitely plan for it and get excited about it there was sort of a five or six month point lit Lisa where my weight had just been going and I thought wow I haven't had a donut in forever yeah and so I thought huh. So I had a lovely meal. I had my supper, you know, planned my dinner, did the dishes, whatever. And I thought, I'm going to go make this a event. And I okay. got in my car and I drove to Winchell's and I stood there. And fr- that's a Southern California donut house for those of you who are not from here. And I asked the darling girl who's worked there for 25 years, who I totally know. <laughs> I said, okay, what's fresh? What is, in case fresca? And so she like pointed to this one, the sugar donut. And I said, one of those. And I had a little cup of black coffee and a beautiful donut. And I thought, this is this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about joy and pleasure and not guilt and not binging and not crazy. I really came from crazy around food. So I have to modify my kindness to myself. And anyway, I don't eat a lot of donuts, but that's just an example of the one day I that love, I wanted one, I really made love it. That a, story. I made it precious instead of toxic. Well, right. It's a more of a sacred moment. Yeah. And therefore, you're exchanging again the M and M's with something that's a better made quality product that does cost more because M and M's you can get. I don't know. I get my 97 year old aunt. She likes it when I bring her M and M's. So I, I know we get like two for a dollar or one for a dollar. I really don't know. But my point is, you it was a much more detailed trip, took much more energy to stop what you were doing, get in the car, go across town, find your mask, go inside, talk to the girl, <laughs> drink your black coffee, and it, it was worth it. It was. It was so delightful. And who knows if my weight was even up or down the next day. I'm, le- I'm so not obsessed with the scale anymore. Good. Um, I just let it be data that floats in the background because the, the genes are really they're really in charge. Yeah. yeah literally, your J-E-A-N-S and your G-E-N-E-S. That both too. Both your DNA yes. and your uh, Jordache gene, Gloria yes. Vanderbilt, if we're going yes. 1980s, <laughs> yes. your Calvin Klein jeans, uh, the changes there. Did you ever use an app for besides Happy Scale? Did, oh, Happy Scale does tell you then when it's time to eat, time to fast, right? No, Happy Scale's just wait. That's what I, that's wait. What I thought. And I know I did not obsess like a lot of people in our groups about app uh, fasting apps because I'm a no I'm a no nonsense girl who works on the Internet all day long. Anyway, I didn't want another um, piece of data. And I'm I just go, oh, it's 430 in the afternoon. It's time to it's time to to it's time to think about a snack to open this baby up and then start planning dinner. And then I'm very um, committed to I don't eat after 630 p.m. All done. 
I switched yeah. to black uh, to hot water for all of you uh, folks out there who know what a, the term Russell Hobbs is. Uh, mm-hmm. A Russell Hobbs is just a, an old English uh, term left over from what is an electric water kettle. That's all. Oh, and I right. keep an electric water kettle in my kitchen, and when dinner is over. Uh, I sit down and relax and have a mug of, of hot water. I drink, I drink a mug of hot water all through the evening, actually. And it's, it's just that little clutching thing of I feel like it's digesting my meal, which arguably could be called a big meal because in our minds, we still do that to ourselves. What? You had a baked potato with sour cream and butter and a salad and vegetables and a chicken thigh and a bowl of ice cream? What is wrong with you? So that, yeah. So the hot mug of water follows me around all evening. My teenager will now actually fill my mug of water if he's, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I oh, really. Oh, what a sweet boy. Yeah, it's been a fun. And he said to me, interestingly enough, he said to me a few weeks ago, Mom, I like that we eat earlier. Because I'm basically putting dinner out for the both of us around 5.30 or 6. 5.30, really, is yeah. my... And he said, well, I like he's hungry it. all the time. He comes home from school hungry, too. Like, hungry. you know, we all yes. do. Yeah, although it's been a year of COVID. So I think he comes out of the Xbox den uh, Right, he <laughs> comes right. But right. yeah, no, he has had his own adolescent growth spurt. And he's a tall six-footer twig now. And he eats these giant meals with me at, at night. And we just giggle. And he, he's, awesome. he's watched me move down in jeans and has said, like, Mom. I mean, Mom, a 16 to an 8? Yeah, yeah. That you are half the woman you were. I'm I'm so touched and I'm so speechless and grateful. It's and, impressive. <laughs> I mean, well, Lisa, you had it, your own, I'm sure. but Well, um, no, I really didn't have that much. Mine was more of mentally how it transformed me. And how um, I don't have to fret. I don't fret about my weight. I don't think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That relaxation. I've freed up. Totally. So totally. You and can, I, yeah, I, you, you can worry, fret about the scale or not. And I, I don't ever wonder from season to season if those clothes are going to fit. Yeah. You know. How so long have you been? Just, like this, I Lisa? started in 2017, uh, November. My college uh-huh. son came home. Actually, it was my college son who came home from uh, engineering school, and he had to drive seven hours to get home. And he would listen. He was, he was the OG of podcast listeners. Like he's been telling us about Joe Rogan for way right. before Joe Rogan was cool. Right. And he said, "Mom, I think you'd like this podcast. There are these two Southern women who laugh a lot. That's Melanie." And Jen. and Jen Stevens. Yeah. And he said it's called intermittent fasting. And he was telling me about it. I said, if you're suggesting it to me because you think I need to lose weight, you won't see your next birthday. And he goes, <laughs> no, mom. No, you're going to love telling you because Yeah. He goes, yeah. And he goes, you love health. And I'm glad that my kids knew yes. that I was looking at it more from a health perspective rather than get back into my size two jeans. Or yes. I size two and five foot eight. Yes. And so I, I said, I, I do like healthy. And I think he said then it was a health plan with the side effect of weight loss. You know, he just said what it does and how he approached it with uh, when he reached autophagy, that magical moment. And that um, in you're in ketosis and you're firing these ketones. And he said, as an engineering student, he did his best work as a student in autophagy, in this fasted state. So instead of 
waking up and having his large breakfast and taking these two-hour math exams would right. be better if he was had not eaten. Oh. And so that was all new literature for my brain, all new literature for my brain. So I, I was on the radio at that time. I've been a radio and TV for 35 years, and I did a morning radio show. So I always got up because I was obedient to the every three-hour eating, and I had three eggs and three pieces of bacon and avocado. It was high fat. But of course then you did. Jennifer... I ate at 4 a.m. and then I ate again at 9 because I couldn't eat on the air. And then I ate again at noon. Then I ate again at 3 and then I ate again at 6. And then you know, I went to bed at 8. And I'd started again. And I was hungry. All, I've been hungry since I was 12 is what oh, I told yes. when I, you know, because I had lived chasing a caloric, I guess. I, I don't know if I really, I don't really know calories, but I would, I guess, do fat grams. I don't know what how I was living. And so it gave me freedom now to eat what my body wants. And I'm the size my body at this age needs to be. And yes. it's just freedom. Yes. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I, I, I'm utterly, uh, I'm practically speechless, really. And yeah, for, no. as, for somebody who talks for a living all damn day long, yeah. Yeah. I, this is such a pleasure for me to geek out me with you me on too. this because I can't believe that In it fact, was- I, so I was still doing morning radio and when I didn't tell anyone at first, cause I'd done the HCG diet publicly for like radio sponsors. Uh-huh. And yeah, I did get back to my college weight, but then I couldn't maintain it. And because there's a wagon and off the wagon and with intermittent fasting, there is no wagon. So I love right. that. Yes. Um, and I, I would go, but I'm doing everything right. W- what's wrong? Why do I have all this hunger? And why don't I feel satiety? Because I, I had not, healed the hormones that needed healing. And that's what intermittent fasting does. It makes it so your ghrelin communicates. That's the one that tells you you're hungry. And then your leptin comes in and cuts you off. And that's the one that says you're full. Because I said all that time, I, I never felt fullness because I was always hungry. So I love that that's behind me. So I waited a couple of weeks on the radio and just casually mentioned it. And then we had to take call-ins people were calling the radio station not to request the latest you know boys to men song or who in sync but to say hey tell me about this fasting thing you're doing so uh-huh. that was november of 2017 and we yeah, started that's right when it starts group. yeah like the chatter and on this that's way right. of life has and just so people still thought i was a little cuckoo and they thought it was a diet and i went oh, not, not, not diet it's it's the way i live and eat and then I started health coaching school, the same place Lori Lewis went, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I'm doing that online. And my daughter, who's in Dallas, um, who's 23, is also doing it too. And and so I love, and she's a professional model, but she's, she doesn't do fasting to be skinny. She does it because of health. And she's cut out dairy and wheat and corn and soy because of what it does to her skin and mine. And, okay. For all of us skincare geeks out here, can yeah. I just talk about what has happened to my skin? I, I mean, unbelievable. Isn't that I, wonderful? One of my very closest friends who knows me oh so well really leaned in and whispered to me the other day, are you sure you haven't done anything? <laughs> uh-huh. I was Isn't like, that great? Yeah. I mean, the level, uh, I don't know what it is. Is it that we have more more fat now in uh, good fat. Know, I mean, your skin looks great. Oh, I've your just, skin looks uh, great. Yeah. Uh, and I love the way my skin feels and feels, looks. And yeah. 
responds to things. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your health markers because that was one of the things. What, oh, okay. What, sure, what no about problem. your health markers? So I just had a physical uh, a couple of weeks ago and I had to push my own doctor. You know how doctors are just kind of my doctor. Sorry. She's a little bit of a B minus. I'll put her in the B minus lane. And I had to <laughs> ask for magnesium. I want my magnesium markers in there. And I had to ask for the the uh, I don't know them. A1C, of course, I couldn't wait to find out what that one was. But I basically had to push her and push her and push her to get the ones I wanted. Uh, and how did I know what I wanted? By listening to our tribe and, and yes. understanding what the feedback was that I wanted. Um, and I haven't seen her in a year and a half because of COVID. We'd, ha we'd had a telehealth here face-to-face, here, uh, -face, but I hadn't seen her in a long time. And uh, and I also did blood and urine and, and, and the whole nine yards. And she got on the screen with me last week, Lisa, and said, what happened? What have you done? I know. That makes me spoil. I know. Mm, makes and, me spoil. And... And you'll appreciate what comes next. And I told her, I said, I, I intermittent fast. I eat one meal a day. My eating window is about two to three hours max. I don't question what happens in those two to three hours. I'm so happy. La, la, la. Uh, and she then said, every medical doctor who's a traditionalist will come up with some type of, are you sure this is okay question? And she said, oh, so you don't ever suffer from dizziness or hum? <laughs> I was like, dizzy? When this I'm is, on the tilt-a-whirl. Like, yeah, this is what I, people think that hunger is, is that hunger is an emergency and it's going to make you dizzy. And you and I it's know not. that hunger is not an emergency. Hunger is a no, powerful cleansing time in which your body is very busy doing well, a lot of important things. Yeah. And that's what we are listening to our bodies. So you're right. listening to your body and you don't deny hunger. You eat. I do. I let myself feel that rumbly tummy, as I call it, right. from like about 2.30 to 4.30. And P.S., I'm very busy. I have a really hard job and a very busy professional life. And the clarity that I feel around working through not being in a fed state is just about beautiful. Because what it food, it made you go. Totally. Ugh. I don't ever do that at all anymore. I'm tired at mm. bedtime. Good. It, and I'm excited to go to bed, get in my white linen sheets and get I know. get on sleeping. Girl, I get it. I know. But that's it. I don't nap. I don't rest. Mm -hmm. I don't drag during the day. Mm -hmm. I do feel, um, anyway. So, yeah. So, I'm not great with the, the markers, even though, I like you, I'm an armchair physician who also forgot <laughs> right. to go to medical school. But I obsess <laughs> right. about health and wellness podcasts. That's where I get all my data of what I needed to be tested but yep. yeah, my Good. numbers were remarkable and um, LDL and HDL and B blood, blood pressure, my blood pressure. I had started nice. to, let's just say before that Ruth Bader Ginsburg moment, looking at the ocean with my heart in my hand, let's just say that I was looking pre-diabetic. So I was wondering what your A1C was then. I don't know. You had Okay, considerable but, weight loss that I know it affected your A1C. You're right. And I sh if I went back to my portal and I looked, it would pro I'd probably see it. But I could tell by my doctor's face and by the fact that she was rifling through, uh, it was a telehealth, <laughs> that she was like, wow, 
That's impressive. And I've also learned to not be too worried about the cholesterol number because as we know, you actually need a little bit of it. Especially for your sex hormones. Yes. Definitely need it. And I like my sex hormones quite a lot. um, You're a great guest, Jennifer. Thank you for laying it all out there. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.